Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in this world. I hope you are having an amazing day. Before I start this segment of the podcast, I wanted to correct something. I was listening to my podcast of Spare, and I mentioned a couple of YouTube channels that I follow. And when I listened to it, because you know everybody listens to things differently, I have to say that I was not insinuating that those people that I listen to on YouTube burn books. What I was doing was shouting them out and saying, oh, basically listen to them. Sometimes I go on these rants. I think I got to start writing a script so I can stay on script because most of the times I'll be all over the place and that's just not healthy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) To to get your listeners to understand where you were coming. So no, the people that I mentioned in their podcasts and their YouTube channels did not burn books. They did not do that. So I hope y'all didn't take it that way. But I, I was shouting them out because I was saying who I follow and and, 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 and and to keep me informed and things like that. Because I think I watched one of theirs and I saw people burning books. So I hope you guys didn't um, interpret it that I was saying that they were burning books because that's not what that is. So that's the correction on that. So before I took my hiatus, I was doing, um, I was keeping you guys informed and updated on a few cases that happened in 2021 and 2022. Again, most of you know that I had to take a break, a mental break for a little while, but also my computer was broke. So we're back. We're back in business, everybody. So the first update I want to give you guys is about Ethan Crumbly. Now y'all know that I was following this case closely because I just really wanted to see like you hear things happen in the news and it's tragic and everybody's in an uproar and then you don't hear about it anymore and it's like no I I really wanted to follow this case so I'm sorry it's been a minute but the latest update on Ethan Crumbly and this is the school shooter so I'm getting this from CNN and it was um It was actually put up on October 24th, 2022. So the teen pleads guilty to terrorism and murder charges after Michigan school shooting that killed four students. So Oakland County, Michigan, a teen accused of killing four students and wounding seven others at a Michigan high school last year, pleaded guilty Monday to all charges against him in what prosecutors are calling a landmark case. Ethan Crumbly pleaded guilty to one count of terrorism causing death, four counts of first-degree murder, and 19 other charges stemming from the November 30th mass shooting at Oxford High School. We are not aware of any other case anywhere in the country where a mass shooter has been convicted of terrorism on state charges, Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald said. No one has ever been convicted of similar charges under these circumstances, an act of targeted violence like this. The 16-year-old in an orange jumpsuit with a medical mask pulled below his chin Monday in Oakland County Court answered yes when asked if he killed each slain victim, all identified by name. The mother of 17-year-old victim Madison Baldwin started shaking and crying as soon as her daughter's name was mentioned and crumbly admitted to killing her. Also killed were Tate Meyer, 16, and Hannah St. Julian, 14, and Justin Schilling, 17. 
Crumbly also confirmed that on the day of the mass shooting, he got a gun from an unlocked container in his home, hid it in his backpack, and pulled it out of his bag in a bathroom before opening fire on his schoolmates. Attorney Vin Johnson, who is representing some of the victim's family, told CNN it was sad, somber, and a tough day for the parents, but Crumbly's testimony could help them in their civil case against the shooter, his parents, and the school district. The teen faces up to life in prison without parole on several of the charges. His parents, who have pled not guilty to related charges, are scheduled to be tried in January. Since, since the Oxford High School tragedy in November, more than 70 shootings have taken place at schools across the country. That's a shame. 70 shootings since 2022? After Monday's hearing, as yet another campus shooting was unfolding in St. Louis, the top prosecutor in Oxford High School's case was asked how her office experienced the Crumbly's litigation could inform efforts to stem the nation's gun violence. It's not just about sharing with the other departments. Gun violence is preventable. That's what I've learned. And the fact that there is another school shooting does not surprise me, which is horrific, Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald said. We need to keep the public and inform the public on how we can prevent gun violence. It is the it is preventable, and we should never ever allow that to be something we just we just should have to live with. It was tough to see him for the first time. Several families of victims and survivors were in court for Crumbly's guilty plea. It was tough to see him for the first time in person, says Megan Gregory, mother of survivor Keegan Gregory. Just getting the guilty plea alone, I know for my own child, I think that lifted a thousand pounds off his chest so he does not have to stand there and testify and relive it again, she said. So for him, that was a big awakening and almost giving him permission to start the real healing process. Megan Gregory tried to have some sympathy for Crumbly, but didn't think he showed any remorse, she said. I tried to look at him as a kid that needs help. But the closer that I've gotten to this, I just struggle right now to forgive anyone that murdered someone else who tortured kids, who held my son and almost played cat and mouse in the bathroom, Gregory said. It's not okay. I'll never have the child that was the same person he was on November 29th. Oxford Community School Superintendent Ken Weaver said the guilty plea were the guilty pleas were a step towards bringing justice for Hannah, Justin, Madison, Tate, their families, the injured, and all who have been affected by that horrible day. Insanity defense gets withdrawn. Crumbly, who was 15 at the time of the Oxford school shooting, previously had pled not guilty to the charges but changed his plea at Monday's hearing. His defense team previously had, previously had filed a notice of an insanity defense for the team, but ultimately decided a guilty plea was in his best interest. Attorney Paulette Michael Lofton said Monday, Originally, we filed a notice of insanity, and based on the conversations that we've had and a review of the discovery, we felt appropriate to withdraw that and have him plead guilty today, Lofton said. After Crumley's guilty plea Monday, Judge... Kwame Rowe scheduled a hearing for February 9th and said he will set a sentencing date after that, allowing victims' families to speak at the sentencing hearing. Crumbly's parents face involuntary manslaughter charges. 
the teen's parents, Jennifer and James Crumbly, have each been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter related to the shooting after prosecutors accused them of giving their son easy access to a gun and ignoring signs that he was a threat before the shooting. James Crumbly purchased the gun used in the shooting just four days before the deadly attack, prosecutors have said. But prosecutors allege Jennifer and James Crumbly played a much larger role than just buying their son a gun. The parents have pled not guilty and their attorneys have argued in court documents the charges have no legal justification and the couple should not be held responsible for the killings their son committed. The trial for the parents was initially scheduled to begin Monday, but was postponed last month to start in January. Jennifer and James Crumbly remain in custody at a county jail. There is no a no-contact order barring Ethan Crumbly from speaking to his parents. It's possible the teen may be called as a witness in his parents' case, his attorney said. So, that... Um is the update on Ethan Crumbly, which is incredible to me. I feel like the reason why he changed his plea is because um, I feel like they were probably going to try to go for the death penalty. That's just, uh, that's allegedly, that's just my opinion. So my second update is about Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, and this is coming from the Associated Press. Lawsuit can proceed against Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. Madison, Wisconsin and Associated Press, a federal judge in Wisconsin, ruled Wednesday that the wrongful death lawsuit filed by the father of a man shot and killed by Kyle Rittenhouse during a protest in 2020 can proceed against Rittenhouse, police officers, and others. The father of Anthony Hubbard, one of two men shot and killed by Rittenhouse, filed the lawsuit in 2021, accusing officers of allowing for a dangerous situation that violated his son's constitutional rights and resulted in his death. Anthony Huber's father, John Huber, also alleged that Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time of the shootings, conspired with law enforcement to cause harm to protesters. John Huber is seeking unspecified damages from city officials, officers, and Rittenhouse. U.S. District Judge Lynn Alderman on Wednesday dismissed motions filed by Rittenhouse and the government's defendants seeking to dismiss the civil rights lawsuit. In allowing the case against Rittenhouse and the others to proceed, the judge said that Anthony Huber's death could plausibly be regarded as having been proximately caused by the actions of the governmental defendants. Rittenhouse attorney Shane Martin said in a phone interview that it's important to note the ruling doesn't address the merits of the case and only allows it to proceed to the next phase. While we respect the judge's decision, we do not believe there is any evidence of a conspiracy and we are confident, just as Kenosha jury found Kyle's actions that evening were not wrongful and were undertaken in self-defense, Martin said. Attorneys and private investigators for John Huber spent over 100 hours trying to locate Rittenhouse, tracking down addresses in seven states before they found the home of his mother and sister in Florida. The lawsuit was served on Rittenhouse's sister, who said that he wasn't home. Alderman said that was sufficient to qualify as being served. 
Rittenhouse had argued that the case against him should be dismissed because he wasn't properly served with the lawsuit. Alderman dismissed that, saying that Rittenhouse is almost certainly evading service. Rittenhouse has been deliberately caging about his whereabouts, Alderman wrote. Although he denies living in Florida, he does not identify the place that he deems to be his residence. Attorneys for the law enforcement and government officials being sued did not immediately return email messages seeking comment. The ruling puts Anthony Hubert's family one step closer to justice for their son's needless death, said Anad Swaminathan. I can't pronounce that. One of the attorneys for parents, John Hoover and Karen Bloom. The Kenosha officials that created a powder keg situation by their actions tried to claim that they cannot be held accountable for their unconstitutional conduct. That argument was soundly rejected today. Swarnathan said in a statement, Rittenhouse was charged with homicide, attempted homicide, and reckless endangering for killing Anthony Hoover and Joseph Rosenbaum, and wounded a third person with an AR-style semi-automatic rifle in the summer of 2020 during a tumultuous night of protests over the shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, by a white Kenosha police officer. Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges in November 2021 after testifying he acted in self-defense. Rittenhouse actions became a flashpoint in the debate over guns, vigilantism, and racial injustice in the U.S. Rittenhouse went to Kenosha from his home in nearby Antioch and Alois after businesses were ransacked and burned in the nights that followed Blake's shooting. He joined other armed civilians on the streets carrying a weapon authorities said was illegally purchased for him because he was underage. Rittenhouse first killed Rosenbaum, 36, in the parking lot of an auto dealership, and as Rittenhouse ran from the scene, he stumbled and fell. Anthony Huber, 26, struck Rittenhouse with his skateboard and tried to disarm him. Rittenhouse fell to the ground and shot Anthony Huber to death and wounded demonstrator Gage Gross... I can't pronounce that. This case is one of several ongoing civil lawsuits filed in the wake of the shootings. Rittenhouse has maintained a high public profile, particularly on social media, where he is outspoken advocate for gun rights. He has nearly one million followers. Who gives a shit how many followers he has? Well, you know what? Good for them. Good for the parents of the people who <clears throat> who he shot and killed. Good for them for saying that they were going to... Um, you know, pursue a civil case against um, Rittenhouse. I think that the judge is fair, and I think, yes, he was evading being served. You know what I'm saying? So good for them. I hope that they win their case. Um, I hope that this sets a precedence um, because you can't let, you can't let, um, You can't let somebody like him get off and then be surprised when there's school shootings. It's like they said about the Crumbly case. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you have to have some accountability um, somewhere. So, I'm just, I hope that the parents win their case. Um, 
I'm trying to find any information on this trial because they're saying that this trial was supposed to go in in January, but I'm not seeing anything um, up so far. Anything up so far about James and Jennifer Crumbly's court date. So the Michigan Supreme Court on Tuesday, and this article was put up on November 29th, 2020. Hold on, guys. I have to mute this. Um, sorry about that. Um, it says... They postponed the January trial for the parents of the teenager who killed four students. A victory for defense lawyers who argued that involuntary man manslaughter charges don't fit. The court ordered the state appeals court to hear an appeal from James and Jennifer Crumbly. The order coincidentally emerged a day before the one-year anniversary of the shooting at Oxford High School. Roughly 30 miles north of Detroit, Ethan Crumbly, who was 15 at the time, killed four students. So I guess it's postponed. I don't know when their trial will will begin or even if they'll be going to trial. But I'll do more um I'll do more research on that to figure out um to figure out when they're going to be able to stand accountable for their actions and my question is to my listeners do you guys think that the parents should be held accountable do you think that they, these are bogus charges i personally don't think so um because i've been following this case from the beginning um especially when they was on the run and people was hiding them let's not forget what was going on um so do you guys think that they should be held responsible? Do you guys think that they should be on trial for what their son did? Um, let me know. Um, they're requesting to get out of jail. There's a lot going on with this case. And it's funny because the mainstream media is not talking about this case. And you're hard-pressed to find something I'm, as I'm speaking to you guys on this podcast I'm actually doing my research on the computer looking for something that um something about what's the update on their trial and I can't find anything. Everything was set back in 2022 in October and November. Um But that's the update on Ethan Crumbly and And what's going on with um what's going on with them? I also wanted to do so I know back um in you know before I took the break, I was telling you guys about Danny Masterson from that 70s show where he was being charged um with um he was 
on trial for a rape charge. So there was a mistrial declared after jurors deadlocked in the Danny Masterson rape trial. So this is coming from CNN, and this was posted November 30th, 2022. And this is another story that the mainstream media ain't talking about. Like, y'all couldn't get enough of talking about Jussie Smollett. Y'all can't get enough of talking about R. Kelly. You can't get enough of talking about Bill Cosby. But y'all are not talking about this Masterson case, and I've been following this Masterson case for a while, and how Scientology is connected to it. Like, this thing is a mess. So in Los Angeles... County Superior Court judge declared a mistrial in the rape trial of actor Danny Masterson on Wednesday after jurors remained deadlocked. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office said Masterson was charged in 2020 with forcible, forcibly raping three women in separate incidents occurring between 2001 and 2003, CNN previously reported. While we are disappointed with the outcome of this trial, we thank the jurors for their service. The district attorney's office said in a statement, we also want to give our heartfelt appreciation to the victims for bravely stepping forward and recounting their harrowing experiences. The district attorney's office said, we will now consider our next steps on prosecuting the case and did not indicate if they plan to refile. CNN has reached out to Masterson's attorney for comment. Outside of the court, Masterson did not respond to a verbal request for comment. Masterson, who was charged by his full name, Daniel Peter Masterson, is best known for his role as Stephen Hyde on The 70s Show, which aired for eight seasons on the Fox Network from 1998 to 2006. The show also starred, we know who it starred. Um, so... So that's what I found so far on the Masterson case, which I personally, and I, and I, let's be fair, I don't listen to a lot of mainstream media because it's a lot of propaganda and bullshit, but I haven't heard them talk about this case. Um, and then, so January 10th on 2023, Coming from Fox News, Danny Masterson to be retried on rape charges following November mistrial, district attorney said. Danny Masterson will be retried on the same three rape charges after a judge declared a mistrial during his November trial, according to the district attorney's office. The district attorney's offices will retry Mr. Masterson on the same counts, the DA said, in a statement provided to the Fox News Digital on Tuesday. The next court date is February 16th for a status conference. Motion hearings are scheduled for March 6th and March 27th. Jury selection in the retrial is set to begin March 29th. In a statement provided to Fox News Digital, two of the anonymous survivors says, We are pleased that Danny Masterson will not be permitted to simply escape criminal accountability. Despite suffering years of intimidation and harassment, we are completely committed to participating in the next criminal trial to the extent requested by prosecutors and again testifying about Masterson's depraved actions. Masterson 46 faces up to 45 years in prison if found guilty on the three counts of rape by force or fear. The alleged assaults occurred between 2001 and 2003 at his Hollywood Hills home. He was arrested in June 2020 and had been free on a $3.3 million bond. He had pled not guilty to charges. 
So that's the latest. He will be retried. So I'm going to try to keep you guys posted on what's going on with not only Ethan Crumbly, but James and Jennifer Crumbly. What's going on with Kyle Rittenhouse being sued civilly and this rape um, trial that's going on with Danny Masterson. That's what I have so far. I really didn't want to talk about what happened to the, our young brother, our young king, Tyree, because he gets so jaded. And rest in peace. And I'm a mother myself. And I just, my heart, when I watch his mother, and I, I will not ever watch the video. I'm personally tired of watching these videos. And maybe I will do a podcast about it. But right now, the way that I'm going to end this is. You know, y'all love to keep us in the news. Y'all love to keep black faces in the news. Whether you're spitting on us, killing us, dead in the street, whatever the case it may be. I don't know why black death uh, makes so much money. I don't know why black death and black misery, whether we be men, women, or children, brings in such revenue for the powers that be. I don't know what that is. So, it's funny because I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch a lot of 2020 stuff, um, Dateline, NBC, you know, um, 48 hours. I watch this stuff. And it don't be black people committing these crimes. Like, y'all need to watch Dateline NBC in 2020 and all these shows that I watch, you know, because a lot of the truth is in plain sight. See, the CNN and the Fox Newses and the MSNBCs and all these places, they tell you one thing. But when you watch these things like Dateline 2020, 48 hours and all this stuff, it don't be us out here committing these crimes. I heard somebody say that the black police officers who killed Tyree, it was black on black crime. And this was said by a black man. That is the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. No, this was police on civilian crime. This wasn't no damn black on black crime. And how dare you say that? It just breaks my heart. And I, I've heard about what is in the video. But I refuse to watch it. Because I just do not want that in my spirit. Just to know it is debilitating. And I can't even imagine what his parents are going to. But shout out to his daddy. Because his daddy is not. He ain't with the shits. He is not with the shits. He was like what happened to the white officer that set it off. Yeah because it was okay for y'all to blast the five black officers. Which hey. I don't feel sorry for them, not one bit. You get what you get. You out here acting a damn fool and trying to acclimate to white society and do think you can do what they do and think they're going to save your ass, they not. And I've talked about that in previous podcasts. But from what I'm understanding and what I've been reading and listening to the different podcasts, like check out Tori and Rain, check out Lisa Cabrera, check out True Royal, Tyreek Nashi, The Philip Scott Show, Gavin, Harvey, like, go listen to these people because they have greater insight than me. But from my understanding, it was the white man that set it off. And y'all gave him, as Harvey would say, a wide berth. 
and tell the new black media, not myself, even though I feel that I'm a part of the new black media because I'm just now starting back on my podcast, but the new black media made some noise out here and then all of a sudden he got arrested. So y'all love to keep us in the news, but y'all not talking about the Ethan Crumblings. Y'all not talking about the James and Jennifer Crumblings. Y'all not talking about um, Kyle Rittenhouse being sued civilly, which he should be. Y'all not talking about Danny Masterson. Y'all not talking about this other stuff, but y'all love to keep our face in the news. And this is exactly, but thank you, because this is why Professor Black Truth exists. This is why um, Tariq Nasheed exists. This is why Lisa Cabrera exists. Thank you, because they get out here and they put the truth out here. So shout out to the new black media. Um, and I'm going to end this on. I'm going to keep y'all updated on what's going on. I was even surprised to hear that there was a mistrial. Didn't know that. I was surprised to hear that Kyle Rittenhouse was being sued. Like, I didn't know none of that. Because, see, the mainstream media, they don't want to tell you the truth. They want to keep that propaganda going, to keep you in fear, to keep us fighting against each other. And that's why the new black media is tired of the bullshit. And we're out here speaking the truth. So until the next episode, my family, I will talk to you later.